Welcome back to the show, everyone. I'm your host, Aaron Lowe. And if this is your first episode and you're wondering what this whole thing is all about, well, I'll tell you. Every week, I find my head surgically attached to the body of a different friend and cinephile. Together, we are given a note containing a theme, sometimes specific and sometimes vague. Our job is then to pick a pair of movies that fit that theme and then watch and discuss. This is The Incredible Two-Headed Podcast. everybody welcome back to another incredible two-headed podcast but there's something a little bit different about this one um it's certainly not our guest zeke perez uh, zeke go ahead and say hi <laughs> hey everyone how you doing so zeke has been here quite a bit you know um what is different this time is we're not going to be talking about movies we're going to be talking about music and specifically our favorite music of 2021 which it turns out was kind of a banner year for our, our tastes in music. I think both of us found a lot of great stuff. Um, and so we're going to be running down our list, our list of uh, our top 21 of 21. Um, we'll get into like the specifics of how, how everything's going to work in a minute. But first of all, uh, Zeke, I, I take it I am not alone in thinking that this was a particularly strong year for music. It was incredible. You know, it's last year I saw that it was like a really incredible year for music. And just with all everything going on in the world and how everything's being set up today with the Internet, people being locked down for COVID and such. I thought it was going to be very difficult for people to create and get inspiration. But people have really taken this last year to run with just some amazing things, you know, anywhere from recording, you know, full symphonic orchestral pieces to just very lo-fi bedroom recordings it's just it's it's giving people an opportunity to express their art and who they are through music and honestly it's been one of the best years in music that i've that i can remember in a very long time well it's interesting i'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because um i mean i like music i i i'm into a lot of different bands. I, I mean, I, I listen to music constantly and I, I consider myself, you know, like, I don't know. I, I'm not an expert it by any means, but I, I, especially since I don't know anything about the actual act of creating music or reading music or music theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I consider myself a little bit more than just a radio listener. Like I, I am active in how I listen to music and seek out music. And yet, I, I kind of, over the last few years, I find that I'm like, I'm still listening to some new things, but I, most of it is like, I'm listening to the same stuff that I've been listening to for years. And I'm not talking about just like childhood favorites or adolescent favorites, but like, you know, bands from like 2005 to 2015. It's like, I'm listening to those. And it's like, I, I had gotten out of new music. And so, um, I have to give a shout out to the podcast Rock Solid. Uh, the host, Pat Francis, a uh, really, really great guy. He does, he's been doing it on Twitter for years through the podcast where just people post an album a day like a, that they're listening to on Twitter with the hashtag and you know everybody comments and stuff on it. And 
January came around, we're in lockdown. I'm like, oh, I'll take care of it. I mean, I'll, I'll join in this year. And pretty quickly, I decided there, there were a couple of days in the beginning where I was just listening to random stuff. But after like two or three days, I decided, oh, no, I'm only going to listen to new releases. And then I went back and caught up for those other days. So in total, I listened to, I'd say over 370, maybe pretty kind of close to 400 albums this year. Wow. Um, and some of those are EPs, right? Uh, so, but I, every day I was, if I missed a day, I would like listen to two the next day, but I, I, uh, just there was so much stuff that I would like listen to something. I'm like, oh, but this looks good too. And that looks good. And so I'd listen to more music that didn't make my like Twitter list. But um, I haven't done that before where I kept so much up on what modern music sounded like. And there was so much good stuff. Like every week, most days was something I was like, wow, this is really good. I've never heard of this these people before. Um. Yeah. And, and I found myself, you know, thinking probably around like October, November, it's like, okay, we're getting to the end of the year. This has to be it. There can't be anything cool. Can't be anything new. Can't be anything interesting. And quite literally up until the last day of the year, I was hearing some amazing new music every single day. I didn't quite hit the same numbers that you did, Aaron, but you know, I, I came, I felt like I came really close. I've always tried to listen to brand new things out there, seeing what's going on in, you know, the industry. But, you know, as it's, um, it, it was a banner year. I mean, it really was just, you know, people, it's, it doesn't really matter if they put out one song or four songs or like multiple records, it, it comes from their heart. And that is what gives an artist their integrity. And I'm seeing more and more of that passion and integrity in music that's meaningful than I have in a very long time. So, I mean, like it's, 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 a, it's, it's, it's been a great year. It's been a great year for music. So you are somebody who is, I, I, I feel is a lot more abreast of current music or even not like just music in general. There have been so many times where something struck me as like, wow, this is great. I'm going to share it with some of my music friends. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah. I have their like previous five albums and, it's pretty good. Like you'd already been listening to that <laughs> album for weeks. And I'm like, but I've never heard of this. Um, so I should talk a little bit about my process of how I pick things is um, I, I don't, I don't listen to the radio a lot uh, just because I, I kind of feel like radio listening is a car activity. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, there are, I do listen to the radio sometimes a couple of stations, but I, I wasn't getting a lot of music from radio. So uh, at the beginning of the year, I was on albumoftheyear.org, which just like compiles every release, which are which includes some really like, like low, <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but this is like just a couple of people farting around, like not, not even really trying to make music and it'll count that. Um, and so I was finding some like really obscure stuff there. I would go to Bandcamp and just scour the new and notable. After a few months, I started looking at music blogs to see what people were kind of excited about. Um, I would say 75% of what I listened to this year, I, I had no foreknowledge of what it was going to be. I just said, like, like Bandcamp has like, oh, it's experimental, it's rock, it's folk. And I'd be like, okay, I, wanna, I think I want something a little rock today. And that's all I would know about it. And I would listen to it that way. And so my list 
I'm not going to like claim that my list is all hipster stuff, but I just want to explain that when you, it's like, well, where's the Taylor Swift? Where's it? And it's like, you know, I, that, that's just not where I was finding music. I was, um, so I was getting really excited about these bands that aren't necessarily small, but are, are stuff that I just don't, I, I don't hear anywhere else. And um, I guess that sounds very hipstery, but it, it, like, it was really a lot of fun and I'm doing it again this year. It's only the third. I found one album that was okay. One album that was pretty good, like really good, but it kind of like wore out its welcome for me. And then the third album that I'm like, fuck, if this isn't in my top 20 of this year, it, it's going to be an even better year than 2021. Like, so well, it, I don't, I don't want to bring up, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, say what's coming, but at the end of this, Aaron, I would really like to talk with you, not just about what we heard this year, but what we're looking forward to hearing for next year, because I've got some stuff that I am just dying to hear, like at least three or four albums I already know are coming out, which I, I can already point out and say, this is going to be one of the my favorite albums of this upcoming year from what I've heard so far. I mean, like, if anything has shown us that 2021 has been, I'm even more looking forward to this upcoming year. Yeah, I think there's going to be some really great stuff as well. Um, I don't actually, I haven't been looking too far ahead, <laughs> but there's a couple of albums I know that I'm like, I, I, I like, I was really excited because I heard a song on uh, 88.5. And I, I was like, oh, when, when is this? What's this? I'm going to make this an album of the day. And it's not out until February. And I'm like, ah, crap. I want to listen to that. So there February are- is going to be so many good albums. So many good albums are coming out in February. In fact, actually, the two which I want to kind of point out in particular are, all, are both coming out in February. Oh, nice. And, uh, I wonder if they're yeah. the same ones. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I hope so. And if not, then we can share because I want to figure out what, you are, what you're excited about for February. And, and, you know, I love to share what I, you know, I, you know, it's, you know, music is meant to be shared. You know, we're not meant to listen to it by ourselves. We're meant to listen to it in concert halls and clubs and in a variety of different places. And, you know, being able to share what gives us that inspiration and passion for our daily lives. That's what makes, you know, the world go round. So. Um, I'm so looking forward to this. I think listeners, you'll know by looking at the runtime, how long this is going uh, I think this episode might be a little bit of a monster. Uh, we might split it in half, <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I really want to get into, um, I really want to get into talking. So we're, we're not going to take any breaks. We're just going to be playing music back and forth. There might be a little bit of technical hiccups here because we're doing this on Zoom and we're trying to figure out how the best way to um, get the music in will be. But uh, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. So let me start. I'm so excited for this, Aaron. I got to say, just even starting off with this, I'm really, really excited for this because I don't know what you're coming to this with. I don't know so, what I yours mean, are. Oh. I'm not sure. And you don't know what I'm coming to us with. So I should say also, we're going to be do going over 42 albums. We each made a list and we're going to be talking about 21 albums. It, I mean, it's kind of weird. It, it started to lose the thread a little bit, but I, I'm, I'm excited. I just want to get as much music out there as possible. Um, is that uh, we each had a list of 21. We realized we're going to have a lot of crossover. And so we made a longer list with alternates. And if one of us has an album that's on, like if I play something right now that's on your list, you're going to scratch that out and get an alternate. And so we're still going to have like our 21 list, but we're going to be talking about 42 albums this year or this week or this episode. Yeah. Okay. So this one 
was a latecomer to my best of list. This is an album that came out in January and I marked it down in my little list as being something really good. And I never thought of it again. And then I was like a couple of weeks ago, I started doing my re-listens and I played this last week and it like, it shot right onto the list. I listened to it five times. Like I listened to it several times that night. I went, to, <laughs> I went to bed listening to it. When I woke up and I was getting ready, I was listening to it again. Um, I'm playing this because this is very indicative. You're going to see some like themes in the music I'm listening to. Uh, I, I really like kind of dreamy, ethereal pop music, female vocalists. Um, Amber made a crack that, all 21 of my albums are the same album, <laughs> which is, <laughs> that's not. You, Very that's much a, an Amber thing to say. <laughs> that That is not, that is not the case, but they do have a point because I do have a type of music. Anyway, um, there's a lot of buildup for this. I'm going to go with the band Still Corners and the song is White Sands. was really good just to let you know that was the first time that i heard that song and i'm like oh my gosh that is a really good song yeah i i listen to it every song is great like i i love that like dreamy i like the slide guitar i i mean i, I obviously i like mazzy star and that this album kind of is in that mold uh, a little bit like more up tempo than mazzy star is but um it is still like I could feel some influences in there. Uh, but yeah, mm -hmm. like that album just did it for me. <laughs> like I, I like it a lot. Well, it's it's funny that you mentioned because that was an album that you heard back over in January. So the first one that I've got on my end is also an album that I heard in January, was really, really, really into. And, uh, you know, it kind of stuck with me for the whole entire year. And it's just one of those ones that kind of uh, grew with me. Uh, you ready for me to share it? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, it's uh, by this band called uh, Cereal Milk. Uh, it's off their self-titled album, Cereal Milk. It's actually a compilation. They're from uh, Flagstaff, Arizona. And uh, while they have, I, I'm pretty sure the project has since kind of been done and passed. But um, they, uh, this has been a recent uh, collaboration, not a collaboration, but a compilation 
that they put together uh, that was released on Fat and Funky Records in January. And so uh, what I'm going to be sharing is from the band Serial Milk off their self-titled album, and it's called Band Patches. Wanna tell you your eyes were wild, wild, great electric wires. Yeah, so that's the first one that I had. Um, I've been listening to that since January, and it was it really just kind of hit home. It reminded me of like all the old kind of like high school and college bands that I I knew, and uh, just reminded me of a lot of good times growing up. So uh, yeah, uh, cereal milk. Yeah, I've never. I'll, I'll, I'm at. I'm adding that to a list. There's like already. I've got a list of stuff that I need to listen to from last year that I completely missed out on, and I've not heard that. So uh, that was very good. Um, yeah, it's a uh, it's they're on Fat and Funky Records, which uh, which uh, this guy uh, Bob who used to yeah never mind yeah they're on Fat and Funky Records. They're great, awesome. And the other thing too, Aaron, is I'm putting together kind of all this in one big playlist, so you don't have to you know if anyone's listening to this wants to hear some of these. Um, at the end, what I'll do is. I'll post it on like my Twitter and my Instagram and uh, you can, you know, I'll put it up on Spotify and it should be up by the time this goes, uh, this uh, podcast goes live and uh, you don't even have to like worry about writing stuff down at the end. You can just click on it and you can listen to your heart's content. Very good. That'll be very, very helpful for me. Yeah. So um, I listened to some like to some punk, some post-punk, some garage stuff. And there was a lot of really great stuff. I, I feel like that's um, a genre that I, I kind of, is not as represented on my list as it should be because there's some really great stuff out there. Uh, obviously I hadn't heard that one, but that was good. I'm gonna go with another, this, th another band, uh, obviously another album I really like. This is a band I'd never heard of. They're out of Japan. They're called Teke Teke, uh, stylized Teke, colon, colon, Teke. Uh, they've been around for a while and apparently the name is a um, it's a reference to is it Takechi Teruuchi? I, I can't remember his name. He's a very, very influential Japanese surf guitarist from the 70s and 60s. Uh, well, you know, that was when he was popular. He, he, he was still around. I think he might still be alive. Anyway, I love surf. This is a very uh, very great kind of like garagey surf record with distinct Japanese like kind of folk music elements um it, it well you'll hear it I'm gonna play it this is off of the album Shirushi uh the track is called Make You and 
This one is, I mean, this one, this one gets going. <laughs> Teke Teke. I love Teke Teke. I'm, the best part is I was waiting for when our list would start to kind of cross over. And while this isn't on my list of the 21, this is on my alternate list, Aaron. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, it, it took, what is this? The second, our second picks, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Took the second picks just to get to that point. So Great, great choice. Great choice. All right. So what's up next for you? Yeah, hold on a second here. Let me get this. So uh, up next is by an artist called Hologram Teen. Uh, it was an EP uh, called Geometries on Sensibles. Uh, it's, um, hold on a second here. What is her name? I know her name is Morgana. Give me a sec here. So my, my second favorite band of all time is this band called uh, Stereolab. Have you heard of Stereolab? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not incredibly familiar, but I know of them. Huge, huge fan. So Hologram Teen is uh, the former Stereolab keyboardist. Her name is Morgane uh, Lott or Morgan Lott. And uh, it's she released earlier this year this really cool EP, which is kind of like Italian giallo disco electronica. It sounds like it either would make sense in a European disco or a European horror film. So uh, my choice uh, to share is a, a song off of her uh, EP called Halogene Menthol.
Yeah, so that was holog that was hologram team. That was great. I really like that one. I'm glad you're making this playlist because I'm gonna have to listen to that that full album. Um that was no, that was pretty terrific. Yeah. It's just five songs, but those five songs are really, really good. All instrumental, very atmospheric. Like I said, you're not really sure if you're listening to something from a giallo slasher or you're listening to something from like a European discotheque. So, no, I, I, that's like all stuff that I like. And that sounded pretty great. <laughs> um, really like, excited uh this is this is what's great about this i'm still finding like really good stuff this year after listening to uh so much obviously like not enough because there were hundreds of releases if you go and look at different like from around the world just hundreds of releases um so uh i don't know a lot about stereo lab were they like kind of a did they get their start in the 90s yeah they got their start in their 90s and um uh, i they Recently, unfortunately, once uh, they had one of the members pass away, I want to say early 2000s, like 2001, 2002, right around there, um, that they were, you know, on hiatus for a while. But over the last year or two, they've been re-releasing and remastering some of their albums. In fact, um, earlier this year, I was going to include it in this list, but they uh, put out a compilation of some of their EPs and seven inches and unreleased tracks uh in february uh and um so they're still doing stuff they're still doing some tours they're playing a couple festivals this year and uh they were playing festivals before uh covid shut everything down uh but no new music no new music so i'm really really hoping that this year is a year that we get something new from stereo lab too so fingers crossed yeah no that'd be that'd be great uh like i said i don't know a lot about them they're, they're one of those bands i just need to get into uh, like do a deep dive on their discography. I just remember when I worked at the college station um, in the late nineties that stereo lab, I think there were some, uh, maybe like a poster or something on the wall. I just, that's what I associate them with, even though I know they've had a longer career than that, like three years I was there. <laughs> it's one of those bands that you either have to like, you either love with all your heart and you collect every single release they've ever done, or it's just, it's 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 yeah they have so i'm still finding new songs from stereo lab and i've been actively searching for their music for the last 21 years um roughly and i still am finding new things whenever i try searching so well great band love them this this is neither here nor there but now i'm doing the you know i i already said i'm doing the new music a day thing for this year um mm -hmm. coinciding with that on Twitter, I'm doing a Bowie album a day, and uh, wow, I'm I, like I'm going to see if I can make it all year. And what I mean by that is, um, his I'm not going to focus on his singles unless they're like non-album kind of like his first uh, dozen or so releases were like non-album singles before he put out an album. Um, I I'm I'm covering those, uh, but I won't be covering like. Like, hey, there was a single for Let's Dance. So now I get to use a day with that. No, I'm going to be doing all of the Bowie main albums, live albums, important bootlegs, uh, EPs, things that he has appeared on or produced. Um, so like Mott the Hoople will get in there eventually. Um, some soundtracks that he's been on. Uh, I'm seeing if I can do it without really getting into 
like really obscure tribute albums because there's so many of them. I might do like some kind of like fun ones here and there, but I think I can do all 365 days. Um, oh, yeah, you totally can. I'm just off the top of my head. I can think of 10 like where he's doing background contributing vocals for like random bands. Well, so. not counting soundtracks. I have 75 distinct releases on like in my collection without having to go searching. Wow. And um, I did this. With the and there's he, so much more out there, too. Yeah. The year he died, I did a, a Bowie a day where I was just doing songs and I was getting like really obscure stuff. And I feel like I found out like just a ton of stuff I didn't know, like a, a music from him, even though I have all of his album, like 70 plus albums. Uh, and now already three days in, I'm finding more stuff where I'm like, gosh, I didn't know that this existed. <laughs> um, there's well, like a, if, and, you know, on, on a side note, if you ever get to uh, the the background vocals that he did with TV on the radio, and if you ever want someone to talk to about it with you, I am more than willing to do that because Bowie and TV on the radio, I think it's just just a couple background vocals that he did, but just it elevates the song so much. All right. Well, we'll talk about that. I'm probably not going to do a podcast about it, but I'll, I'll give you a call. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Stereo Lab, the reason I brought up the 90s thing is I'm going with another band, another uh, female vocalist uh, band I associate with the 90s. I think it, it's kind of a, a similar vein. Um, uh, Saint Etienne came back this year. They had a new album for the first time in forever. And it was great. Uh, the album is I've been trying to tell you it it is very much a sound collage so it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea um, it's a lot of samples they actually used samples like sounds recorded in the 90s and when I say samples it's not like sampling like uh, uh, like lyrics or a quote or something it's just like you know if you know Saint Etienne um, it, it's just kind of like messing with sounds there's some nature sounds there's some very gentle guitar uh, it, it, it they 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 described it as wanting to capture, like recapture summer memories of like the nineties. And that's exactly what this album is. It just feels like a really nice, calm day where you got nothing to do. You're just laying around. Um, like I said, maybe not for everybody, but this track, uh, the, the track is called Penlop is probably the most beautiful song I've heard all year. And so um, I'm skipping ahead a bit because it takes a while to get going. Uh, you're not going to hear all of it on like the where the song goes, but this is like a snippet of what I think is the most beautiful song of the year.
part I wanted to get to coming up, but I started it too early. And that's like looking at it, I'm like, oh, I can't play this much of the song. So we're uh, we're going to kind of stop it there. But man, the song, like it builds, like you could hear it kind of layering and building a little bit, but it kind of like lets loose in a little bit, like right after that, you know, in a like, or not lets loose, but kind of just like reaches a different height. And um, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's atmospheric. It builds. It just kind of it's layers upon layers for the full song to evolve eventually. You know? Yeah, it's and that is very beautiful and very nuanced. That is the that is the penultimate song, and in a way, like it kind of feels like the album builds up to that kind of release. Um, and everything in it, it's good, but it, it is kind of like I, I feel bad just playing like a song because it is something that should be enjoyed as a piece, but it. Um, it's a great album and I love that track. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. Just, you know, just a short, that's the first time that I didn't realize that they released anything this year. And that was the first time that I heard it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to claim to be the best or the biggest fan. Uh, the only album theirs I own is that, uh, uh, the, the, the Fox base alpha. Um, but, uh, I like that a lot. I just didn't keep up with them. And then when this came back, came out, I was like, oh yeah, I'll check it out. And it blew me away. And so I really have to like dive deep on this band now. Awesome. All right, your turn. What do you got? All right. So this is um, a band called Alton Goon. And they released an album earlier this year called Yol. And it's Turkish psychedelic folk rock by means of Amsterdam. So the band is based out of Amsterdam, but they play this Turkish psychedelic funk, punk almost. It's very, it's, 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 it's wild. It's, you you got to listen to it. So, so here it goes. This is Svelda uh, Oma. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to try it again. Svelda Oma Said. Um, off of um, Yol by Alton Goon. Sevi on the 
Yeah, so that's Altin Goon. The song is Svelda Olma Saeed um, off of their album Yol. That was terrific, honestly. Like, I, that was really fucking good. Um, so and- let me give you a backstory for that album. I, um, I go to a couple record stores, and I'm sure by the end of this, I'll you know, mention all the record stores I get to. But there's this one out in Sacramento, California called Kicksville. And I went in probably, I was around like February or March. And I walked in. And as soon as I walked in, the, um, the record store clerk, he had literally just dropped the needle right on an album. And it was that album. And it wasn't that song. That song's like, I, I want to say it's like, it, it's right in the middle of the album. But the album is just so incredible. Like I was flipping through records and a song would play and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing song. And then uh, the next song would come on at the top. I go, oh my gosh, this song is really, really amazing. And by the third song, I just looked at him. I'm like, I need to buy whatever you're playing right now. And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I don't care if it's, you opened it. I'll buy. Yeah. That's an amazing album. And I, it was just one of those perfect timings of going into a record store and having the um, the employee played just that right album that it was just oh it's it's a really good album it goes anywhere from the, this weird Turkish funk to like a Dua Lipa like dance it's it's it uses so many different genres of music and it's this incredible world based sound that I just love yeah no that was really good um. So people check out this playlist that we're we're gonna have and like list we're gonna post because that was really good. I am gonna have to listen to everything that is on it from your list that I don't know. Um, that that was like I said that was really good. All right, Aaron, you're up. What's yeah, up I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think here what to follow that with. Okay. Um, hmm. What do I want to try to follow that? How do I want to follow that? Okay. So um, this is going to be another like kind of a um, uh, what kind of a hard left turn, but um, there's a few bands like surprisingly on this list there are not that many bands that I was familiar with to begin with. Um, like a lot of bands I love had albums this year, but for some reason a lot of them didn't make this list. Uh, it, it, this one almost didn't. This is one. It took me a little while to to warm up to it, even though it's got like great, great songs and great songwriting. And uh, there's just like there are still two or three tracks on this album. I cannot get into like I I, there's one I will just skip. Um, And if anybody's heard the album, I'm sure you know which one I'm talking about. But this is the new one from John Grant. Uh, It is Boy from Michigan is the album of like shockingly autobiographical there are some some moments in this song some lyric or not this song but this album lyrics in this album that are like he is speaking specifically to one person about a very painful child memory and it it it, like kind of like i'm gonna say this a lot about a lot of music but it kind of gives me chills just like the, the amount of bearing of his soul he's doing in this album uh just like 
it, I mean, it is a concept album in all sorts about his childhood, about his coming to terms with terms with his sexuality. Um, you know, and, and this album or this song I'm going to play, County Fair, it does um, deal with kind of like that mixture of just like wide-eyed wonder and soul-crushing disappointment that you swing between times sometimes when you're like a like eight years old or so. <laughs> um, and this is uh, there's a moment in this if I can get to it. I don't I didn't have it queued up, so we might play this long. I might edit some of it out. Um, but there is a moment in this that is like I I just the way he says this one line or the masking on it, like it's double masked. It's so good. I'm going to, okay, here it is. County Fair from John Grant. The album is Boy from Michigan. John Grant. I love John Grant's voice. Uh, I have, uh, I think he's got one album. I didn't, uh, his last album, I didn't pick up, but um, he just like, he's, an, he's, it, all of his first three albums are like just stone cold, solid classics for me. I love his voice. I love the offbeat instrumentation um, that he has. I it, like, he gets more and more electronic as the albums go on. Um, but yeah, uh, if, if nobody knows him, this is maybe not the album I would check out. Definitely go check out Great Tickles, Black Pressure. That album is amazing. Came out uh, like five, six, five years ago. It's really good. Awesome. It sounded great. Oh, and what I was going to say is the way, the way that he has the other, I, like I said, I don't know any of the terminology, but the way he has the kind of the falsetto coming on the background of ferris wheel uh it just i fucking love it it's so good <laughs> <laughs> nice 
All right, so it's it's weird because the next song which I'm going to play is a bit of a, a change of pace uh, compared to what we've been playing. Uh, That's so perfect. What I've got, yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's definitely a change of pace. It's um, by this um, band. Or I'm not sure if it's a band or a collective or I really don't know what it is. It's this group from Detroit called The Arm. Have you heard of them? No. Yeah, so it's they play this almost like very industrialized rock, kind of aggressive techno punk rock. And they put out this album this year called Ultra Pop. Uh, and this is a track off of that called uh, Bad Selection. Yeah, so that's Bad Selection by The Arm from their album Ultra Pop. Uh, yeah, another winner. I'm, I mean, like, I feel like I'm just going to be a broken record here, but I like that one too. <laughs> it was good. And I had not well, heard of it. Well, it's funny because I found, you know, the, the band's been out for a couple of years. This isn't their first release. I think it's, uh, you know, it's, I, I want to say it's like their third or fourth release. And they tend to kind of have this air of mystery as to who the band members are, what they do. Um, but it was funny because I was uh, talking to a friend at uh, my local GameStop and um, she was asking me, oh, you do, have you heard anything cool and new? I'm like, oh yeah, you should check out this band called The Armed. I think it'll be right up your alley. And she's like, oh my God, that's the band that did the soundtrack for Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, and I'm okay. like, Oh yeah, that makes total sense now. And I didn't even realize until she told me, and this is back in like November. And um, yeah, so uh, yeah, they did a couple tracks off of that Cyberpunk 2077 video game and it fits right in. It has that kind of like industrial, punk, hardcore, mid nineties vibe. It almost sounds like uh, they're, you know, very much like a, very in the vein of like you know uh, nine inch nails you know right around the downward spiral era yeah no that was uh that was i mean that's 
obviously that's a, a style of music that I'm, I have a soft spot for. It's something that I haven't kept up with a yeah. lot, but I, I found myself, I really found myself this last year also kind of like re-listening to a lot of those bands, like Killing Joke, uh, their 90s releases. Oh, and, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and D Croups. Did you ever listen to D Croups? They're, no, uh, I didn't. No, they're, but they're a German industrial band. They're, they, they kind of like don't sound that hard now because like that, that style of music, it, just moved so far away from synthesizers at a certain point, but um, they're, they're a pretty cool industrial band. I like them a lot. Uh, it, it's, it's just like the state of the world, I think since 2016, I, I, I just never would have expected all of the German industrial bands that I listened to in the nineties to be relevant again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now look at where we're at. Yeah. It, it, does have a sense of relevancy um all right i'm i'm sitting here trying to think of what my next pick will be um i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna make a i have a series of legacy artists I, like artists that that have been around for a long time that had i thought really really terrific albums this this year and i mean by by a long time i re mean more than 40 years <laughs> so or um <laughs> Eh, about you know more than 30 years maybe but this is uh this is from the stranglers uh they had a new album out this year called no man's land which i thought was solid i just i thought it was top to bottom like really really good um i'm gonna choose this song though because it does not sound like the stranglers i actually I, I set this up all wrong because I was just thinking like, oh, Danny Elfman had an album this year. I could have like tried to trick you because listen to this and tell me <laughs> and tell me this doesn't sound like a Danny Elfman song. This is No Man's Land from the Stranglers off of uh, Dark Matters. And that was, uh, that was not Danny Elfman. That was an awesome song, Aaron. I loved it. <laughs> and it, I don't know, it just struck me so much as a Danny Elfman song, especially in a year where Danny Elfman had an album come out that did not sound like Danny Elfman. Um, yeah, it sounded completely different from what he's done in the past. And here comes a song like that, which does sound like traditional Danny Elfman. Yeah, it, I, but the album, the album doesn't sound like that normally. Um, I just had to pick that song <laughs> because it's like, it was so bizarre to me, but I really do like that song too. All right. And that was my pick. So. All right. So now moving on to my pick, this is where we get kind of a, we're getting into kind of heavy song, heavy music territory. Um, okay. So uh, Aaron, are you a fan of Nick Cave? Oh uh, yeah. Um, I'm glad you chose this. I didn't have a chance to like, 
revisit it for my um, my best of. I know what I'm playing next, though. <laughs> so I'm 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 not the biggest Nick Cave fan, but I am a huge Warren Ellis fan. Uh, I am I love the Dirty Three. Um, you well, yeah, know, I this, love Transmetropolitan. Oh, I'm, I'm, no, I'm joking because there was a, there's a com- I'm joking because there's a comic book writer Warren Ellis who did Transmetropolitan. Yeah. I know, I know. So um, I earlier this year, I can't believe I actually did this. Looking back, I, I'm still kind of shocked that I did, but I stood 12 plus hours in line to buy uh, the Dirty Threes Ocean Sounds or Ocean Songs uh, box set, which is put out for one of the record store days. And Warren Ellis, who is part of that band, uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge, just everything that he does along with Nick Cave, it just, it hits on a very deep emotional and personal level. And earlier this year, they put out an album called uh, Carnage. Uh, that is, um, it's very, it, it, it hits on a very personal and emotional level for me. So I, my next selection is a song. Uh, it's the song Carnage from the Nick Cave and Warren Ellis album Carnage. I always seem to be saying goodbye and rolling through the mountains like a train. My uncle's at the chopping block turning chickens into fountains. I'm a barefoot child watching in the rain that stepped into this song, taking a bow and stepped right out again. I'm sitting on the balcony reading Flannery. With a pencil and a pen This song is like a rain cloud That keeps circling overhead And here it comes around again And it's so It's strange because now we're getting into the territory of like, argumentably, these could be some of my favorite albums in this last year. And, um, you know, it was, it, it's, you know, I, I tried to mentally rank all the following albums that are coming up, but 
carnage just hit at a very deep and emotional level for me for this year. And um, yeah, it was um, it was a great album. Incredible album. Yeah, I really liked it. I'm, I have to say that I'm not the world's biggest Nick Cave fan. And part of it is I spent much of my 20s and like late teens, 20s into my 30s actively avoiding Nick Cave because everybody told me I would love Nick Cave. And I guess I listened to the wrong songs. And I was like, I don't like this. And then the more people tried to tell me you'll love Nick Cave, the more I was like, I don't like Nick Cave. <laughs> and um, and so <laughs> I I don't know what I was doing, but I, I like a couple of years ago, I was like, um, I'm going to do a, a, a bit of a dive on Nick Cave. And I listened to like the Boatman's Call and stuff like that. And I fucking loved them. And they're, they're so good. And so now, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan, but I like to check out what he's doing. I listen to every once in a while. Um, Part of the reason I decided to do that dive on Nick Cave is for this next artist, Barry Adamson, who has been a oh, favorite. Oh, nice segue. He, he's been a favorite of mine since like 98 or so. He, he had a song in the Lost Highway soundtrack, which is how I first heard of him. I started my working at the college radio station and I found uh, his album Oedipus Schmedipus in the trash it wasn't even in the giveaway pile it was just somebody had thrown it in a trash can it was like right there on top the can was full of paper and stuff I, I didn't go in and dig him through like gross food but I I'm like I like Barry Adamson from the soundtracks I've heard him on I got the album I loved it I've been buying everything he's done since um he has an interesting career musically his first gig was with magazine um great post-punk band great post-punk band uh or no no yeah I'm, i might be getting some of this wrong because i'm not like a biographer or anything but he saw that they were um they were uh advertising they needed a bassist so he basically got a, he went out bought a bass and spent the night like learning how to play it and he auditioned for them um I, i'm sure he had musical training before that i just I don't, maybe he just didn't know how to play the bass <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then he he ended up joining up with Nick Cave. He was a once and then sometime bad seed. He's uh, he was with them for a while and he he joins them every once in a while. I think um, I think the last Nick Cave album he was on that. Uh, anyway, he's such an odd, interesting musician. He has so many disparate influences. There's a little bit of techno, a bit of industrial a bit of film, a lot of film noir soundtrack and spy music and um, and jazz and funk. And on this one EP, surprisingly, country, um, he, uh, he had a, a series of like single tracks that were released this year. And then they came together in this EP, uh, Steal Away. It's only four tracks long. It, it is not indicative really of what Barry Adamson sounds like, but it, it's really good. And this is kind of a, um, the song I'm going to play is Let's Steal Away. And it is kind of a, a bit of an interpolation of Ring of Fire. You'll hear it. I'm going to play it right now, as soon as I share my screen.
All right, that was that was kind of an un <laughs> an ungraceful way to stop that. I couldn't fade out. I was playing it straight from Bandcamp. Yeah, I could totally hear the Ring of Fire influence. That whole like uh, cowboy country, you well, know, it, vibe going for it. it, it, it once you get to the chorus, it just incredibly like blossoms. Yeah, he's he's a guy. Like, I kind of feel bad for people listening to it through what are like release is going to be on this podcast but um Barry Adamson has like his songs are so layered um they're not I don't want to say wall of sound but they just have so much going on so many little flourishes that you can miss if you don't have like really good speakers um some of his tracks just they they demand almost uh headphones because they're so there's so many cool things in them uh but that was uh from the Let's Steal Away EP, that was Let's Steal Away, Barry Adamson. What do you got next? All right. So we are at a point in our playlist, our, our list, where I think that you will have something by this artist further down the line. And okay. I'm just going to kind of, I'm not going to say who the artist is, but you got me into the artist this year. I would have never bought their record if it wasn't for you so oh. what i'm going to do is i'm going to oh. give you the glory of put no no it's not that one you, okay i know who you think you think it is it's somebody else um so instead what i'm going to do is i'm going to play one of my alternates right now i'm sorry i'm going to play one of my alternates right now um we set up two lists so that if you chose something that I chose or vice versa, we'd have something to play. And I know we're getting into this dangerous territory right now where we are about to get to that. So instead, I, I, I'm going to play one of my alternates. Now, uh, one of my favorite bands this year released an album, um, which was a little off the norm for them. Uh, I am a big fan of Shushu. Okay. Huge fan huge fan and earlier this year they released not just an album but an album where they did compilations and collaborations with other artists and one of the songs that they did on that album has become one of probably my second favorite second or third favorite song of this last year and it's a uh song called um hold on a second here while i bring it up and then it is a song called a bottle of rum which is shushu and liz harris off of their album oh no from this year
see i can play that whole song right now i love that song so much like i heard it back in i want to say january february and i have it's been one of three songs i've been playing nonstop this whole entire year since i've heard it uh that was good that was good like i don't know why i'm i haven't uh i haven't really dived into shushu but um they they seem like they'd really right up my alley, don't they? That seems like a good, like good representation. That no, like the, music the only thing, I love Shushu more than I, I one of my favorite bands, but really it's it's you either love them or you hate them. You know, it's uh you know I you know Aaron personally, I know that you um would like a lot of the things they've done, like the music of Twin Peaks. You know, they did the whole reinterpretation of Angela Badalamente's soundtrack. Um, but it's still, um, the music that they do is very intense and very visceral and it's not for everybody. So if you, if you like it, great. If you don't, that's totally cool. I totally get it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will dive into it. I'll, I'll listen to that after this whole, like, uh, yeah. the playlist is put out. Um, so I think this is yeah. as good enough time as any to play the song i thought you were going to play or the artist um awesome. <laughs> i'm taking it from you just so like we like we agreed we we were both bringing this artist to the table but i am taking i'm not i'm not taking anything away from you you still have this on your list but this is um i wanted to be the one to bring this up <laughs> uh this is yes <laughs> this is Orla Gartland, and this is the album Woman on the Internet. And I love everything on this list. I'm not ranking anything. This is my favorite album of the year. This like really knocked my socks off the first time I heard it. I remember I was listening and I was doing dishes, and the track I'm about to play is kind of the one that I, I hear on the radio when I hear it. It's on at least 88.5, and they're independent. So I don't know if it's actually getting real radio play, but once this song, the chorus on the song kicked in, I stopped like I stopped passively listening and started really paying attention. And the song ended. I'm like, was that as good as I remembered it or I thought it was? I went back and I listened to the song again. I'm like, it was as good as I thought it was. I bought the album immediately. I excitedly played this for Amber and like on taking her to work or taking them to work that night. And I was I, I was crying in the car listening to this. The song is good. And this album, I listen to this album once or twice a week now. Um, it, it just like, it's 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 a pop album. It's so good. It's of. so good. And so the Aaron, track- Like I have to say, it's it's so good. It's so good. I, I got into this album because of you. And this was the album I was talking about. And it's just, it's like, yes. Like this is a hundred percent you. So this uh, this is "You're Not Special, Babe," off of my favorite album of the year. Even like I, I should, I'm saying we've got so many more to go. <laughs> so here we go. This is uh, "You're Not Special, Babe." If you could see yourself from the outside, and you say you don't have to be more thin, it's okay. And if you could see yourself 
life is short until it's not Honestly, it's kinda long and it takes a while to come around People always let you down Find the ones that get you Stick to them like hot glue Dance if you want to that a little bit longer than needed to go but it's uh it's so good <laughs> it's so good it's so good this this album like there is not a bum track on this album there's not even that track where i'm like oh eh, okay this one's okay every song on this album i love like i i would listen to this coming home from work in, in traffic and be, while i was getting used to the album before i was as familiar with it like a track would come up and like oh it's this one. I like this one. The next track, like, oh, I like this one. The next track, like, oh, cool. I like this one. Like, there, there wasn't that experience of like, what's this one again? Like, oh yeah, it's okay. Or I'm gonna skip to the next. I just listen to it top to bottom once or twice a week. I, <laughs> like, it's so good. And just there's something about like, like her. I love her. <clears throat> sorry, I love her actual singing voice. But her lyrics are really good. They're all they're always like clever and. Um, kind of insightful like that there like the whole message that like like we're all on your side don't beat yourself up your life isn't a, a mess like everybody is feeling like this um i i just like it, it brought tears to my eyes like when i was like first listening to this album and the whole album is very positive and very uplifting you know i it's it's you mentioned that it's one of those albums that you've put on so much that it's become your favorite album it's up there for me you know it's it's one of those ones that if i'm in a bad mood i put it on and it automatically uplifts whatever mood i'm in and it changes it changes my outlook on things i mean that's great art yeah um hey just to ask this is this is only track seven for each of us that i just played right <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's we're barely scratching. No, those. I'm yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. We can take breaks if we need to, but I just wanted to make sure my count was correct because I I'm not playing these all off the same list. Well, let me really quickly go to the bathroom. It, if if you don't mind, let me go to the bathroom really quick, and then uh, I'll be back in like uh, thirty seconds. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna pause recording. Oh, okay. So I think it is now. It is now your turn. Yes. So. You mentioned that um, Orla Garland was your favorite album of this last year, right? Yes. So I think it's only um, now I would like to share my favorite song of this last year. Um, so um, <laughs> it's, I, I'm beating around the bush. 
But let me give a little backstory. I was driving down Highway 16 where I, where I live and the sun was going down. And for some reason, my internet had conked out. So what I did was I put on the radio. And um, I put on the radio and out of nowhere, and I usually don't listen to the radio, but out of, out of nowhere, a song came on. This is, you know, a couple months back and the song just really, really hit home. So my favorite song that I heard this last year in 2022, uh, it was Olivia Rodrigo off of her album Sour. It was, uh, it was uh, the al- uh, song Driver's License. I literally can't listen to it without crying. So here is Driver's License. My driver's license last week Just like we always talked about Cause you were so excited for me To finally drive up to your house But today I drove through the suburbs Crying cause you weren't around And you're probably with that blonde girl Who always made me doubt She's so much older than me She's everything I'm insecure about Yet today I drove through the suburbs Cause how could I ever love someone else? And I know we aren't perfect But I've never felt this way for no one And I just can't imagine how forever now I drive alone past your street and all my friends are tired of hearing how much I miss you but I kind of feel sorry for them because they'll never know you the way that I do yet today I drove through the suburbs and pictured I was driving Yeah, I played that a little longer than I was hoping to, but because I, I started to um, tear up a little bit while hearing that, <laughs> I, I love that song so much. No, that's beautiful. Like, I liked it. That was that was really good. It, I, I literally have spent, like, I remember where I heard it the first time driving on this highway. And the highway is what takes me from work back to home. And... I, I remember going over the overpass past the stoplight that's there and then it kicking on on the radio and I hear it so often to the point that I've dissect, dissected every minute aspect of that song and 
I try to convince myself that it's not a not a great song because it's a very typical radio pop song, but it is so good. Yeah, it's yeah. So incredibly good. I mean, it is true popular things are sometimes popular for a reason. I mean, obviously with radio, you, we, we can talk about like those reasons aren't necessarily the best and maybe they aren't. Oh, yeah. But that, that exactly. was good. That was a very good song. Um, but just like the, the, the beep at the beginning, which is an alarm door, which reminds you of something that you've forgotten. And then it comes back halfway through the song. And do you remember what's been forgotten? It's just, oh, I'm getting teary-eyed again. <laughs> I, I, I love the song. My 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 eight-year-old son is comforting me right now. He's like, Daddy, it's okay. It's okay yeah. uh, no, that's great. That's great. I'm, I mean, we're both excited about the music that we're it's playing. It's a great song. <laughs> but the best part is that the rest of the album is incredible, too. Like, it is a solidly good album. Olivia Rodrigo, Sour my thumbs up that, yeah that was that was really good um you just reminded me of an artist that is not making it on my list um more for a mistake I, I had to cut the i had to cut it off some like at some point because i was just doing so much cramming this weekend trying to like whittle it down and like there's just stuff i forgot right like i'm, I'm gonna look back and there are gonna be some maybe my favorite album of the year i haven't even heard yet Right. Or maybe it's buried yeah. in the, the rest of the 300 and some albums that we're not talking about today. Um, it's just there's so much. And so. Um, uh, what was I, what the album I was positive was going to be on the list and I'm not I'm, I'm just not going to bother with it right now. Like it missed the cutoff, I guess. Uh, I really like that Indigo D'Souza album, uh, which is really good. Yeah, it. I liked it so much, and I'm I'm kind of like, oh, maybe that should have been on here, um, but I'm just gonna we'll we'll do some shout outs maybe at the end of stuff that just didn't make our list. Well, the best part is is that it didn't make my list either, so I'm like, maybe that should have made my list, and now it it makes me feel really good that it should have made. I'm glad that we're mentioning it now because I wanted to mention it even though I have other things I want to mention even more. We'll talk about that. At the end, we'll go over some of the stuff that didn't make it. Yeah, at the end, at the end, at the end. So, um, All right, Aaron, so what's up next? So I I did not, uh, for my list, um, I don't have a lot of reissues, although there was some great reissues this year. Um, partially because I was trying to keep it to new music and I, I just didn't listen to them, a lot of them. Uh, but one I did listen to is from an artist. I had no idea who, who she was until then or until this. Um, it is the, the artist is Linda Smith and she had a, a compilation come out this year uh, called Till Another Time. And it's, it's like her first compilation. And it's basically re like her home recordings from 1988 to 1996. She did a lot of like, um, you know, like keyboards and like four track like home recording um and that's what this this compilation is mostly of uh as soon as it started it got like 30 seconds into it and amber went is this your album of the day and i said yes and they said because this sounds exactly like 
your type of music. This sounds like something you would already have. <laughs> and I didn't. And I just, <laughs> I, I fell in love with this release. It's like, this collection is great. Um, there's a little bit of like, kind of like, uh, like the, or the original British Invasion stuff in, in her sound, it, you'll hear it. This is uh, that song. This is the song that Amber heard and thought this was exactly my type of music, and they were completely correct. Uh, this is the opening track, obviously, for Till Another Time. This is I See Your Face. Awesome. Yeah, I I really like this whole collection. Um, I, I changed the songs because I was like listening to it. I'm like, you know, this is a little down tempo. I want something a little bit uh, peppier. So um, it's it's all really good. Like it, and apparently it's all home recorded. It's all stuff that that she did in her apartment. <laughs> yeah, it was recorded. Like, was it a four or eight track? Right? I'm not. I'm not actually sure. I didn't. I I didn't like do a ton of research. <laughs> But it's great. I mean, like, just I, you know, these um, these home recordings, just that kind of uh, bedroom pop, that bedroom music that you make. It's just very intimate, very um, very sincere. The next song that I have is something uh, that was recommended to me back in February, and it's an EP that I absolutely fell in love with from a band that I hadn't heard at the time. And it's a band called uh, Beach Bunny. And they put out this EP earlier in February called Blame Game. And uh, I'm playing a song off of that called Nice Guys, which I love. I would love it more if I had turned up my music. So editing, Aaron, thank you. And this is Nice Guys by Beach Bunny. You're so pretend. Shies. Pretending like you hate me when the world don't go your way So tell your guy friends She was super clingy so you gotta get away You're not my interest If your ego had a zip code it would be 
So good. Yeah, so that's next, guys, by Beach Bunny. I, I love, love that. that EP. So good. Yes, that EP is, is was on my list. It is now going to be replaced by an alternate. Um, I had a different song, but that that EP is terrific. It's so so good. Yeah, every single song on the four song EP is so good. Like I was really floundering as to which song to choose. I, but I that, have love uh, stick. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, every single one, just like with the lyrics and the composition, everything about the songs was just top notch for that EP. It's, it's uh, one of the best things that came out of this last year. All right, Aaron, so what do you got up next? Well, I have another EP to go along with yours. Um, something I, I just uh, discovered on Bandcamp. Uh, I mean, I say discovered. This is an established artist who's had a lot of success before I like stumbled upon the music. Um, this is Jackie Hayes, uh, also another kind of DIY uh, artist who does a lot of stuff at home. Uh, this EP is There's Always Going to Be Something. It's five tracks. It just has like a really cool sound. I, I, I love, uh, I, I just love, I, I don't know, the production or whatever. There's just a sound to this EP that I really love. And I'm going to play the song Brand new. Uh, Jackie Hayes, brand new. Great. Yeah, it, it's one I really like uh, quite a bit. Um, not everything that I'm playing did I I buy. Uh, some of it I'm playing just you know uh, singles or or iTunes or whatever. But um, that is one that I I did buy uh, back you know when I was working a little more regularly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, what's up next for you? So for my next one, I have a track uh, from the newest Halsey album. Did, have um, you, did you get a chance to hear that? I did. That's another one I should apologize for not being on my list. Oh, no, no. Don't apologize. It's just, you know, it's um, you. it just hit me in the absolute perfect time because it's it had this. I, I'm not a big Halsey fan. Like, I'm honestly really not a fan of Halsey. But the production with Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor just really, really struck a nerve with me. Like, it was a perfect 
meld of producer and artist that you don't really get to see very often nowadays. You know, it's uh, artists sometimes play safe with their producers and uh, it was a nice and surprising uh, mix of uh, production and artists. And uh, I was really taken aback this year. I was surprised to how much I liked this uh, Halsey album, which was, um, hold on a moment here while I share the screen. It is, uh, the album is, if I can't have love, I want power. And the song, which just really just blew me away, was the song Easier Than Lying. so good it's really great i'm i you know it's whenever i hear about like the producers uh okay uh, i I was about to say um whenever i hear about like how a producer influences how the artist interprets their music it's always like okay whatever it's the artist's thing but with the new halsey album you see where the producer influence and the artist and how the artist influenced the producer. It's a very perfect uh, mixture of artist and producer. Like you could hear the Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor influence, but then there's this very distinct Halsey uh, thoroughfare in the art as well too. That is just, it's, it's incredible. It's a great, great album. Yeah, I don't know if I've actually listened to any Halsey before I listened to that, but yes, that was that was a, a really good album. That was a really good track. That reminds me I need to go back and like give that album a deeper listen. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's probably the most uh, Atticus Ross, Trent Reznor tracks of that whole album, but still, it's, it's a great album. Well, um, I'm going to go to, uh, well, I'm going to slow it down just a little bit. Um, this is a, a new, another discovery, another artist I'd never heard of before. And maybe that's why, like, my list has so many bands I'd never knew about <laughs> before this year, because I'm just like, there's that element of surprise. Like, yeah, I expected the new Mountain Goats album was going to be great, but I didn't know that this random person I found on Bandcamp with no, you know, a, like, no label support was going to be one of the best albums of the year. But um, that's what we've got here is uh, Spelling, 
it, it just the word spelling with uh, three L's, and I'm not quite sure why. Um, but they had an album out now called The Turning Wheel, came out earlier this year. I have to give a shout out to Josh Fitz, uh, who I only know through Twitter, and I only know because of the Rock Solid podcast. Uh, I put a call out asking people doing this, you know, album a day thing, what what their favorite albums of the year have been or what they've been spinning. And he's like, oh, spelling, the turning wheel is good. So I like, I went and I listened to this album and it was another, just like before the album was over, I had bought it. I was just like, this is fantastic. There's such great production on this. Her voice is insane. Like she does this thing, you'll hear it a little bit in this where she can get this really high falsetto and then just like immediately this, this, this really deep voice like that she's putting on and it's so much fun um the album is kind of two halves the first half is a little bit more poppier the second half is stranger and like really fantastical um some of my favorite stuff is on that second half but like that's like it, it's not going to do it justice to just play a 90 second clip of it <laughs> so we're going to go with something from the poppier side um poppier in quotes but this is uh the song dream off of the turning wheel. so glad you picked that album it is so good like like everything that spelling has put out and like i think this is like maybe her second or third album but it is so ridiculously good and amazing i love i love that album it's one of my favorite albums of this last year yeah i i was blown away and i love the the texture in her voice i like you heard me talk about how deep it gets but i love that like she's got that kind of like breathy ethereal quality to it. And then it gets like really deep and then it just like 
the the ethereal like kind of turns into this like really high falsetto that just cuts through everything um it, it's such a like it's just such a great sound and like such a smooth album this the album just like is it's so listenable it's it is so good like you just put it on and just let it go i have been looking for the album for the last couple months on lp like i have been looking actively for it and it's very difficult to find i think the um all the everything's back ordered for at least maybe five to six months so upcoming next is uh, was actually a song that I got into probably around February of this year. Uh, the first release on uh, what is Phoebe Bridger's uh, new record label? I want to say it's Saddest Records. Um, it is by an artist named Claude, and uh, they put out a record earlier this year called see what it is sorry about this it's a record called soft spot uh i'm sorry the record is called super monster by claude and we are playing a song uh from that album called soft spot So that is Soft Spot by Claude off of their album, Super Monster. That was very good. That was, I like that a lot. Yeah, my kids love that song. Like they're jumping up and down, listening to me play. They're like, yeah, Soft Spot by Claude. I love them. It's so good. <laughs> no, you guys love that song, don't you? Yes. Yeah, it's like their favorite song the whole entire year. But the whole entire record is incredible. So many good records this year that I can't think of one that's like the best. I can't think of any. All right, um, Mr. Well, Elijah, Elijah there. <laughs> yeah. Elijah was just telling me that there's been so many records this last year that come out that I can't tell you if Claude has been the best album, but it's uh totally good. He's a total like hipster kid. He's eight. He's a hipster. Sorry, sorry, Aaron. No, you're fine. Okay, so now, now we're coming to the point 
where I'm gonna I'm gonna have to start making some tough choices. Um, so I'm making sure that the ones like there's a couple that I'm like, oh, I have to get these in here. Um, this album, I I didn't know anything about this artist either. This is Julia Shapiro. Uh, she came out with a very fuzzed out shoegaze album this year that turned out to be exactly what I needed and I bought it. And I mean, I've talked a bit about what I'm doing now is like my work. Um, I had a really rough month. Like there was a crew I was with. It was just like terrible. I left every day just like emotionally and morally wiped out. And like, as well as physically, I was just like so spent after these days. And I would have about an hour of a drive home, like between 30 to minutes to an hour, depending on traffic. And, you know, it's, it's California summer, it's really sunny out. And I'm just like feeling the worst I've ever felt in traffic. And I would put this album on the album is called Zorked. And it would just embrace me and I would just fall into it and I would get home feeling so much better. This, this album is just like a nice, like the most comfortable sweater. Um, I, I, it's great. So we're gonna listen to the track, Someone uh, from Julia Shapiro. Julie Shapiro is amazing. Well, see, look, this is what I'm talking about. Every time I come up with an album, I'm like, oh, I'm going to play it. And you, you're, like, you're completely familiar with them. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, no, no, it, it was, yeah. Yeah, I heard a couple of songs from Julie Shapiro in the past, and she's amazing. Yeah, I, I, what I gather is that this album is a little bit of a departure. It was kind of a... Uh, a, a maybe a, a lockdown kind of uh, experiment but it just it was what yeah. i needed like at the right time no 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 it, it, it was like that's the best thing about this last year is that uh it allowed people to um really develop their art and their music in ways that they normally wouldn't have done normally whether it was being locked in a room or changing their genre 
are pushing beyond their boundaries. You know, it's a true artist can't be locked into what they do. A true artist has to create in some way, shape or form. And because of everything that's happened in this last year and two, it really has pushed people who have to create to create in whatever means they need to. And that's what I love about this Julia Shapiro album. Yeah, it's terrific. It's just such a like a nice warm album. Um, even though I don't know if you could make out any of the lyrics, but the lyrics are not the happiest, but whatever. Sometimes you want a little bit of sadness. Oh, absolutely not. That's funny day. <laughs> yeah. It's, but at the same time, it's 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 trying to bring what they have experienced and allow other people to understand that it's okay. This is what someone else has gone through and what someone else has done. And it's all right. You know, you know we, we've got a couple of crossovers so far, but we've been doing pretty good. I think we know which ones the other is going to bring. And we're kind of staying off of each other's, uh, like, trying not to step on each other's. Yeah, toes, we're but, um, I know there's staying off of each other's paths. We're getting into the dangerous territory around here. These last yeah. Uh, few. Yeah, I've got a couple that I know. Uh, well. Yeah, I got a couple that I'm pretty sure are on your list, but we're going to, there's also a couple that I kept off my list because I knew you were going to bring them, but we'll, we'll talk about that when that happens. What do you, what do you have next? Yeah, we'll talk that the, the one that I have up next is actually an album that I heard very early in this year that really hit home. And it's, it's really funny because in this last uh, year, this last 12 months, uh, there have you ever heard of a band called boy genius i've heard of them so boy genius is made up of uh phoebe bridgers julian baker and what i'm about to play uh an artist uh whose name is lucy dacus and uh this has been a really really good year for them and uh, one of my favorite albums of this last year was uh, from Lucy Dacus, her album Home Video. And this is the, um, the, the track Hot and Heavy off of the album. Being back here makes me hot in the face. Hot blood in my pulsing veins Heavy memories weighing on my brain Hot and heavy in the basement of your parents' place You used to be so sweet Now you're a firecracker on a crowded street Couldn't look away even if I wanted Try to walk away but I come back to the start
So, Aaron, I have to say, we're getting to the point now in these songs where I want to play the whole entire song. <laughs> and there's, <laughs> there's, there's a line at the end of the song that we're about to get to. Whenever I hear it, it just... It just fills my heart with so much emotion and love and loss. And we're getting to it pretty soon here. Um, so I'm talking over it right now just so we get to that. But the last line of the song is one of my favorite lines I've heard in a song. And it just makes me, it makes me just remember everything I've been through, not just this last year, but the years before back to when I was in college, back to when I was in high school, just there's a point in the song coming up right here that just ties everything together. So I'm fitting back into it. And there it is. I love that line and that song. It means so much to me. Like my kids are here um, while I'm recording this podcast. They're kind of um, literally hanging on me right now at the moment. And when they heard, because I've been playing this Lucy Dacus songs for them and they love that song too. And one of them mouthed to me, it's bittersweet to see you again before. Um, I started to play this and it just reminds me of so many things I've been through in the past, whether it's been through this last year or five years before or 10 or 15. It's just that beautiful, bittersweet, that, that one line. It's a good, it's, it's a good line. Um, line. You're going to hate me, but you started to break up. That song broke up right when you said here it is and faded back up and i think we got it <laughs> i think we got it but then you were breaking up a little bit in the discussion maybe um what was the name of the song again uh it was hot and heavy okay first uh song off of home video from lucidacus i am going to like my my eight-year-old kids are giving me thumbs up going it's the greatest song ever I, but um even I'm if you don't get it all that's that's no, I'm going to um, I'm going to listen in the edit. And if it isn't working, I'm going to buy it because that was great. And I'm going to edit it in uh, somehow. I'll, I'll just edit this, the song in that little bit so you can hear it. But because it's uh, yeah, that, I was laughing so the boys hard. are literally jumping up and down right now. They're like, <laughs> I, I was laughing so hard over here because you said, and here it comes. And it just like silence it just started like uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh so perfect yeah that's it's it's bittersweet what can you say yeah. well or maybe i won't put it in people just have to listen to the album exactly the whole entire incredible but that title track is amazing the, the first song off the album is it's incredible all right aaron what you got up next okay um do you know the band the coral I'm assuming probably you do. No, I don't. Oh, okay. Well, I honestly don't. Yeah. They're they're a British band. Um, they had a, a minor hit in the early 2000s. Um, 
it was a song that was on Scrubs, like they had in one episode of Scrubs. And um, I think they got some album sales off of that. They got album sales off of me because the song is terrific. I ended up selling the album before I moved. I just never really like followed up on them because I, it just wasn't grabbing me. Um, they put out an album this year and I thought, oh, what the hell, I'll check it out. Like six songs in, I was like, oh, I see what they're doing. They're basically, this is their Village Green Preservation Society. This is like a double album concept, concept album about a fictional town. And it, it's got a, like a very British narrator. It It's just like these really tight little like two and a half minute, three minute folk pop rock songs. Um, it, it's they're, it's really lovely. Like it's a really fun album uh, that I makes me think like, oh, I should have been paying attention to this band for the past two decades. This is great stuff. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, well, oh, the, the album is called Coral Island. Um, and I'm going to go with, uh, I have a couple of songs on my list because I couldn't decide which one. I wanted to play, but I'm going to go with Vacancy. Um, there's just too much good stuff on this album. Like There's so many good, like, little quick songs. But here we go. I walk alone Laughing in the face of love I'm raking the bone There you go. Uh, Coral, Coral Island. I just, I, this album is like, it's another kind of comforting album. It's, it's very British. It's very, uh, I don't want, I don't know. Quaint isn't quite the right word, but it, it's just like a very pleasant album. Like it's a nice Sunday afternoon tea time album, I guess. <laughs> oh, it's a great album. It sounded beautiful. Yeah. And there were, there were, uh, there were a few songs I wanted to play, but I, I just went with that one. Um, so they, like like I'm saying, there's like a, a lot of good songs on there. Like it's just very nice. All right. So next up, this is going to be a tiny bit of a departure. Um, do you know who Bryce Destiner is? No. So I am a big fan of a band called The National. Have you ever okay. heard of The National? Oh yeah, I've heard of The National. I love The National. So Bryce Destiner and his brother Aaron, they're uh, two of the guitar players, uh, musicians in the National. And recently, Bryce Sessner has gone out and done a few 
more orchestral things. And in this last year, he put out a album called, hold on for it. Well, hold on. I messed up. Hold on. He put out an album this last year. It's uh, Bryce Tester with the Australian String Quartet in the Sydney Dance Company um, called Desner Impertinence Disintegration. And it's a beautiful orchestral instrumental album. Amazing. Um, you, this last, um, it's, this last year has been very good for the Destin brothers. They've done uh, collaborations with Taylor Swift off of Folklore and Evermore. And, you know, they've done work with the National. And now this, these pop rock acts are now going into a more classical, more orchestral type of music. And they put out, uh, Bryce Sester put out an album, uh, Destner Impertinence slash Disintegration. And on it is one of not only my favorite uh, singers, which is Anohi. She is a uh, singer. Um, uh, they did uh, this collaboration called Another World, which is one of my favorite songs of this last year. So this is Another World. Uh, featuring Anohi by um, Bryce Dessner and the Austrian String Quartet. So that's Another World by uh, Bryce Cessner and the Austrian String Quartet featuring Anohi. I love Anohi's voice. She is amazing. 
I have been a big fan of her work for the last, oh, I really don't know how long I've been, uh, probably early 2000s. And uh, yeah, that was one of the biggest treats. Now, uh, Bryce Cessner, the whole, the rest of the album is all instrumental and his, all of his orchestral work, but that collaboration with Anohi is just, it, it, it brings tears to my eyes. It's beautiful. It's atmospheric. It's everything I want in a song. That was very, that was very good. I, I mean, it was lovely. I really liked that. Um, let me ask you a question here. Uh, let's see if Please. we can do something. That was track 12 for you or 13? That was, hold on a second here. Let me count it. Uh, it is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Wait, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12. Okay, good. Um, I am going to say right here for the listeners, for the listeners, we are going to take a break here. We are going to cut this off. This is the end of this episode. Um, I'm doing this because it, it'll just give me a chance to, to break these into chunks and make it easier for the editing so I can hopefully get this out this weekend. And the next episode, it'll just give me like an extra day to do that. So maybe, um, hopefully, I'll have the next episode out the next day and we'll have them both this upcoming weekend. Um, just breaking the files up is going to give me a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a, an easier time kind of tackling this project. Um, so listeners, uh, thank you very much for listening. This has been the first 12 of our top, well, actually it's been the first 24 of our top 42 albums of the year. Uh, tune back in, keep listening for the final nine or really 18. <laughs>